0: You with know, the confession of sin. Obtain forgiveness by His infinite grace and mercy. Almighty. almighty and merciful lord has granted us pardon this Michaelmas evening is Revelation chapter 12. And war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon. And the dragon and his angels fought, but they did not prevail, nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old, called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth and his angels were cast out with him. Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come for the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to the death Therefore, rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea, for the devil has come down to you, having great wrath, because he knows that he has a short time. And these are your words, Heavenly Father. Sanctify us by your truth, your word is truth. Amen. And your fellow redeemed in Christ, Spiritual war is real. It hurts people, leaving them wounded, perhaps even spiritually dead. Spiritual war is about our souls, about our lives, eternal and here and now. To deny such warfare is dangerous, leaving many unprepared for the struggle. To be less than fully equipped is dangerous. Spiritual warfare is not paintball, or BB guns. The war that broke out in the heavens was deadly. It was real. It is no less real in our day. As was revealed by God to Saint John, woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea, for the devil has come down to you having great wrath because he knows that he has a short time. But this war has a final victory already achieved, finished. The great accuser, the liar, the murderer has been defeated. The dragon, the serpent of old, the devil and Satan has been overcome. He was overcome, defeated, his head crushed by the victory of the Son of God dying on the cross. That is, the blood of the Lamb. And even though the the devil has come among us with great wrath, even though he is on earth where we live, where our families and friends are, where our neighbors and we work and go to school, still the victory over this enemy is done. If only we will believe it. When Martin Luther taught people to pray 500 years ago, there's Good reason for him deliberately putting these words as part of our speaking to God both evening and morning. Let your holy angel be with me, that the wicked foe may have no power over me. Luther, like so many of the faithful departed before us, believed in the deadly power of Satan. And here is some of his instruction on the sixth petition our prayer to God, lead us not into temptation. He wrote, then comes the devil who baits and badgers us on all sides but especially exerts himself where the conscience and spiritual matters are at stake. His purpose is to make us scorn and despise both the word and the works of God, to tear us away from faith, hope, and love, to draw us into unbelief, false security and stubbornness, or on the contrary, to drive us into despair atheism, blasphemy, and countless other abominable sins. These are snares and nets. Indeed, they are the real flaming darts which are venomously shot into our hearts, not by flesh and blood, but by the devil. But Luther also believed in angels. He believed in their power to help because the Holy Scriptures teach us about angels. Angels went with the Lord to visit Abraham and urged Lot and his family to leave Sodom before it was destroyed. Angels guarded Elisha against the vast army of the Syrians. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them, he said to his fearful servant. An angel touched the lips of the prophet Isaiah with a glowing coal to purge him of his sins. An angel spoke to both Joseph and Mary. Angels attended our Lord after his 40-day trial in the desert with Satan. Angels announced to the women, <clears throat> or angels strengthened Jesus as he lay burdened by our sins in the Garden of Gethsemane. And they announced to the women on Easter morning, he is not here. He's risen. And then it was the angels once more who spoke to the disciples from the mount as our Lord left their sight in his ascension, the same Jesus will return. Angels are not mythical creatures conjured up by the minds of overwrought human writers. Angels are not feelings of relief and help in times of crisis. No, they are real, created, spiritual beings, and they still exist today. These angels are beings created for our help. They are for our protection, protection from forces, spiritual and otherwise, that desire our harm to pull us from faith, to trouble us with doubt, to lead us into places where evil lies in wait, to ensnare us in unbelief, turning us from God. The angels fight against the spiritual powers and principalities of which St. Paul wrote in Ephesians 6. There are shadows that pursue us, calling out to us to follow them into the dark. The angels help us so that light, not darkness, shines upon us. This does not happen in some mystical, unknown way. We hear in the words recorded for us in the book of Revelation, Satan and his his angels were overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. These are the ways to which we are still directed. We're not told to look inside for our feelings. That is the way of uncertainty. Rather, we're directed to these same ways of victory, to strengthen our faith in the Lamb slain for us, and to defeat our enemies of death and devil. We're directed to the word of testimony, the eyewitness accounts of the Gospels, the inspired word of God who does not lie, the God who is truth, absolute, unchanging. Angels are never an end in themselves, they know that. They do not seek to get in the way of God. The angels know their place and they serve before the Most High God with honor, with desire only to do his will. Therefore, it is good and right that we pray God for his angels to guard and protect us. Consider that wonderful verse that ends the hymn, Now Rest Beneath Night's Shadow. My loved ones rest securely, for God this night will surely from peril guard your heads. Sweet slumbers may he send you and bid his hosts attend you, and through the night watch o'er your beds. What comfort it is for us to know that God is on our side to command his angelic servants to protect us, to guide us, to direct our steps to safety, despite our propensity for walking into danger. Danger there is all around, but there is great joy. Also joy over the victory achieved by the blood of the lamb, a victory, even an enraged devil cannot erase the angels themselves rejoice over sinners who repent and we join in that joy as we grow in faith trusting that the Lord who created those angels desires that they serve us that we grow in faith that they serve children and women and men that the evil foes power gets no hold on us that our hearts and minds and ears and eyes are directed to the cross of our Savior to his word to the water connected with his promise to his forgiveness and mercy for us who need it daily, evening and morning. In the name of the Lamb, by whose blood Satan was overcome, by which we confess, now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come, amen.